Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers. A podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. This week we've got bread. We have some Nordic bread from Bread Alone. And today we are joined by... Sharon Burns Leader from Bread Alone Bakery. And... Amy Halloran from myself and the New Bread Basket. (laughs) Yes, Amy Halloran has been on the show on episode 45 and episode 13 talking about flour and grains. So thanks again for joining us. First, can you tell us a little bit about your European bakery tour? Sure. I had the luck to go first to Cologne, Germany, and I was taken around on some great bread adventures with a friend who, um, a friend in milling. There's a company over in Germany called Mock Mill that has tabletop mills, and I went with one of the uh, people from that group taking a look at a mill in the countryside, a bakery in an apartment building in the city. This is so uh, hmm. a building that was made in 1918. Wow. And it just had a bakery in the corner of the building because you need to eat bread. So why <laughs> don't you have your baker downstairs? That was that just thrilling to see. And he focused on uh, whole grain loaves. So that's what I went and looked at was whole grains. There's a much stronger, uh, an existent tradition in... Um, whole grains in northern Europe and it was really a thrill for me to see spelt loaves on on the shelf in bakeries whole grain sweets and it's just very very different and then we went to Holland and I got to go to mills so you know you turn around once and there's a windmill and you turn around again and there's another windmill there was the <laughs> pancake windmill and, and every mill has its pancake flour that they sell down in the basement of the or the first floor. So how many hill. suitcases of pancake flour did you bring home? <laughs> it was absurd. It was really absurd because we were riding bikes through Holland and I had flour with me because, you know, you have to have flour to bake pancakes and to the take flour home. flour ambassador's dream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are these? Those are spelt shortbread. So spelt is a really great flour. Um, it's, it's an ancient grain um, and Luckily, there's enough seed of it that there's a lot in production. So you can get whole grain spelt flour in a lot of places. Um, I've been making spelt shortbreads for years, and you don't need to add anything else. It's just butter, salt, flour, and a little bit of sugar. The flour really, really speaks for itself. It's got a nutty flavor. I'm, I love a spelt anything, spelt <laughs> scone, spelt pancake, spelt bread. I think it's really versatile. And... I just adore it. So with a simple recipe like that, the flour is really the what drives it? Uh, for me, the flour is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the thing with the license. The flour is the car, you know? I just That's why I'm so enthusiastic about whole grains. Um, when you look at a whole grain kernel, it has three main parts, bran, germ, and endosperm. Now, most of the flour we get is stripped away from the germ and the bran, and it's just endosperm. Endosperm is great stuff. It's starch. It's protein. It makes bread grow high. Um, But most of the flavor compounds, most of the fat in a grain kernel is in the bran and the germ. So if you have a whole grain flour, 
it has the capacity to speak for itself flavor-wise because you're keeping those fats, which in all other foods we acknowledge their strong flavor role. Um, so flowers do have a flavor, and they can articulate themselves So that would taste a lot different if it was just a regular flower from the grocery store. Yeah, if it was just a white flower, it would taste very, Mm -hmm. very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's very nice. So are those all over the place in Europe, or is this something you Uh, That's something. So a bunch of years ago, my sister-in-law said, I got this spelt flower. I bet you can do something with it. <laughs> you know? Just give it to it's Amy. Like, it's fine. I'm, I'm like the, the person with the kittens in the neighborhood. It's, <laughs> I get all the flowers. You can do something with this. And so I said, yeah, oh, okay. And so I made spelt shortbreads, and that was me, hook, line, and sinker on it. Yeah. But over there, um, it was the, the spelt bread that we really adored to have just on the ship. You know, when I, when I got back, I love baking bread, but... I have a teenage son, and he needs to eat so much of it. It's yeah. you know, it's a. I feel like I'm in the 19th century when I'm making enough food for this kid. So, um, spelt bread was on the shelves, but the sweets were not necessarily spelt. I can't remember what their flowers were. They were delicious. They had these uh, whole grain pastry bars with hazelnuts on top. Hazelnuts and <laughs> chocolate are everywhere. So. Are there specific breads that are tougher to make because of the grains that are in them? Sure, yeah. Um, wheat, bread wheat, is probably the easiest grain to manipulate into bread a bread. Bread wheat meaning the it, bread flour in the grocery store? Well, and any wheat, any wheat oh, would, okay. would fall under that. Right, right. But some to are... To make something with. To make, you can make something with almost any, any wheat. It's a very, very good baking grain. But when you start getting into grains that have different gluten, like rye or barley, they don't have the characteristics that I grew up with baking, and you have to adjust your thinking around. Think about cornbread. Most cornbreads have um, some flour in it. Even though you can make a cornbread with 100% cornmeal, you might add some buckwheat to give it some variety, but they don't have the muscular gluten that you're going to find in a wheat. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Let's move on to pizza. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, sure. So pizza and um, and and other things. Let's put it that way. Yes. Um, so after developing, so bread alone's been in, in. We've been baking bread since 1983, and uh, we make a European style, um, lovely lovely loaves uh, using different grains and different fermentation and baking techniques that we've learned and also created uh, in that time. Um, and in this last year and a half, I've tasked myself with kind of going outside of, uh, of what our comfort zone is. Uh, and I've come upon a couple things. One of them is our Nordic breads, which are in this bag here. They're, yeah, so I can't wait till the yes, show's over yes. and I can eat. Sourdough, they're, <laughs> they're whole grain. They're super healthy. They're really digestible, um, deliciousness, um, and a different way of eating more like the way the Scandinavians, uh, eat. Uh, which I I think is just healthier um, in that uh, it's centered more on communal eating and um, smaller uh, 
smaller deliciousness. <laughs> Some more sharing and not yeah. eating a whole plate by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even having a whole plate. Not yeah. even being presented with a whole plate. Being presented with um, more carefully uh, layered flavors, um, salty, sweet, um, bitter, all together, so that your all of your senses are awakened and um, and you're satisfied. Plus, they drink a lot of beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, there's a fermented um, beverage. It's more like a fermented beverage, you know, like kombucha, than it is um, meant to be, um, you know, sitting out on the porch with a six pack. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a different style of it's a different lifestyle, which I'm very attracted to. Um, uh, bringing that um, more to myself, my family, and my community. I like that we're all living together, and I want us to live together a little more happily and healthily. So, um, so that brings us to pretzels and pizza, which is it's seems like it's things. like completely on the other side of the spectrum from what I was just talking about. But in truth, um, pretzels have been made in Germany for a very long time. They're a German tradition. Pizza has been made in Italy and other places for a very long time. Uh, and I love working with sourdough. I, I like to challenge myself to make um, everything that I make and not use any commercial yeast. Um, commercial yeast is, is the way it's created. I, I, I don't fully understand and I can't fully understand because they, they you know, the people who create that, it, it's proprietary. They, they're not going to tell you everything about how they do it. And that always makes me very nervous. Mm-hmm. It's like if you can't explain it to me and you can't let me see it, I, how did we used to do it? So how we used to do it is with sourdough. So um, I started to develop a sourdough dough for our pizza and a sourdough dough for our pretzels. And the pretzels thing I'm really excited about <laughs> because um, when I'm asked, how did you start baking? How did you get into your, your, what you do? Which I love. I love what I do. I feel very lucky about that. Um, I point back to when I was 11 years old and I made my first pretzel. And I made it from a recipe that I got from a TV show that you guys will not know, but you <laughs> will know, called, it was on PBS right after um, uh, Sesame Street. It was called Zoom. Uh, and what Zoom did was they brought lots. I remember you, episodes you, you, of you Zoom. You remember reruns, girl. You I don't remember. remember uh, <laughs> I remember reruns. <laughs> but I remember yeah. Zoom. And then you, at the end, Come they would Zoom, have you write Zoom, a letter Zoom, and tell Zoom. it's Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. So they would bring you, much like Mr. Rogers, which is another favorite of mine, they would bring you into different um, manufacturers and, um, you know, how crayons are made and how this is made, how that is made. And they did it. They were definitely targeting teens um, because we were no longer watching Sesame Street and so done with that. Um, and um, they did a pretzel episode and you had to fill out a postcard, send it in. Uh, and then in the mail, you got back a postcard with the recipe or whatever it was on it. And I got that and I, I wish I had it. It was It's, 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 it's a well-loved piece of paper uh, for, for years because I am one of seven. I grew up in Queens, New York, very large Irish Catholic cop family. I have three older brothers who were um, always partying in the basement. I didn't know that's what it was because <laughs> I would make pretzels for them in each person's initials. So I would make the pretzels into their shape of the initial of their name. And I was, you know, this 11-year-old thinking that I was so cool. But, you know, they were down there, I don't, I, you know, listening to the Beatles and, and um Again, drinking beer. So they had the pretzels. <laughs> so it was perfect, but I didn't know that at the time. So I've, um, we now make these really awesome pretzels. And also um, our pizza, I, uh, we got a beautiful wood-fired uh, pizza oven from my friends created it in, in Maine at Mainwood Heat. And we, um, it's a mobile oven, so we're bringing it around kind of like a food truck. And we're making uh, pizza using local ingredients and this really awesome sourdough pizza crust 
the starter of which we talked about starters a little bit in uh, the Vox Pop show. On the Vox Pop show uh, is 100% rye flour, which adds a little bit of uh, grittiness to the dough. But we're also using a locally grown and milled flour from Wild Hive Farm, which is so silky smooth. So the combination of the kind of gritty rye sourdough, which raises it, and the silky smooth wheat that uh, Don Lewis is milling at Wild Hive Farm just creates kind of, I'm going to say ethereal because it's that way to me, uh, pizza crust. I would love to try that. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) awesome. Well, we'll be at the, we'll be at the, well, uh, we're going to be going to lots of different festivals and one of them is this weekend at um, the in Saugerties at the Garlic Festival. But we'll be at a bunch of other um, festivals in the area. And we, is that on we, the we website? Just got it. Or? Uh, it is not. It's not on social media or anything? Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the Garlic Festival. Um, we're, we're also doing Smorgasburg. You know, I, we're, down, we're down in Ulster County. Mm-hmm. Um, so Smorgasburg is in Kingston on the waterfront, uh, and it's a crafts fair that also has food. It, Smorgasburg was created in Williamsburg. And now that we're all sort of Brooklyn-ish happening <laughs> all up in here. So, uh, Maybe it'll make it up this way at yeah, some point. Yeah, North yeah. of Hudson. I don't know if we got that far yet. Well, yeah. I guess Troy is kind of so, our yeah, So we're looking for some good festivals that highlight food that we're not good to compete against um, Bloomin' Onions. That's if, if there's Bloomin' Onions at the festival, it's probably not a good place for us because <laughs> who's going to go for a sourdough pizza with a rye starter when you have a Bloomin' Onion next to you, you know? So The people who don't like onions. Exactly. <laughs> Steer clear of the onions. <laughs> Are the onion people going to be there? Oh, God, we got to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's sort of my, uh, you know, you have to have standards. <laughs> so how long did it take to perfect both of those? In my book, a long time. The pizza dough took me about a year, um, and the pretzel, uh, a little bit less, probably nine months before I felt like um, I felt like I could start talking to people about it. <laughs> but all of that, you have to. I'm reminded of. I read pieces of Moby Dick over and over and over again, and I enthused over one of the phrases once, and I said, "How long do you think it took him to write that?" And it took him, you know. His entire life, right. probably a million words yeah. to get to those words. So that year of sourdough experimentation with the pizza, the nine months on the pretzel, is really yeah. however long yeah. you've been eyeing since you were 11 years old and you got that card yeah. from Zoom, that attention. Yeah. It's yeah. all such a process. Yeah. Now now I'm working on, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm working on two things, a sourdough donut. Mm. which is again it's like what all this healthy food and now i'm working i can't like stop thinking and also um panettone which is a uh an italian christmas tradition but uh, they're making it now to sell it in christmas time and i'm against that so christmas yeah it goes from now september 1st to i think like january 4th or so yeah, right, totally. at this point i know, I know. How, how, do you have to replicate it a certain number of times yeah. when you guys make something to I say do. you're you've actually you're done with it Never done, never done. Yeah, but I can pass it off to someone else and train them. That's my benchmark. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Sharon works in a bakery context, and then I have to. When I have to get replicability, is if I have to develop recipes. And so, yes, I've been making those shortbreads for a long time, but this week I had to put the pedal to the metal because I needed it for a story for Edible Manhattan. I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So. Yeah, as where I'm doing it every single day, every day I'm I'm trying it again and figuring out what I what didn't come out the right or the day before. This is the one thing about food you can make it a couple times and it's not exactly the same. Yes, mm-hmm. that's kind of that, and also 
your your creations can't come back to haunt you because they've been eaten. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's if it's a bad day, it's like you know the next day it's a good day. You have, people have forgotten about the bad day. Yes. <laughs> Whereas I, my cousin is a a, a film actor. And some of his movies are out there, and man, I'm telling you, I'm in a hotel, and I'm flipping through, and all of a sudden, I see him in one of his really not great movies, and I'm just like, dude, that's really not good. <laughs> or a dentist, you know? <laughs> or a dentist. You, you they keep up, coming back. You wreck up someone's <laughs> mouth, you. it's there. <laughs> Come literally to bite you. Yes. <laughs> right, so oh, that's poor a dentist. good thing. Yeah. Yeah, no one likes I going know. to see them. That's true, no. I know. Yeah. I have three dentists. I like all of them. Oh, I... I <laughs> Keep me you in rotate? teeth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Rotating problems. Man. I go every three months yeah. to hit my six months with either oh, one. Oh, you're good. Mm. Keep doing that. It's it's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a funny story to end us on? Funny story. Funny, interesting. Oh, okay. So here's um, when I was on, uh, when we were traveling through Holland, we we had one night that the place where we were going to stay didn't work out. And we happened to land on this beautiful tiny city that had, you know, it was all so quaint. And surely someone had a bedroom there, but all the Airbnbs were gone. Everything was gone. And so we had the two kids. I have a 19-year-old and a 14-year-old. And my husband and I are just, we're, we're going along. It's getting dark. Our bikes have lights, but it's get, we're going farther and farther from the city. And finally, we find a place way out in the burbs. And um, it's next to a McDonald's. And I, <laughs> and I said, you know, my husband, oh, once we found a place to say, he said, oh, there's a Greek restaurant over there. I want to go. And the kids are like, no. <laughs> and I said, well, how about we go to McDonald's? He said, no. <laughs> he said, we're eating bread. And the boys just sat on <laughs> the hotel beds. It, thank God I had all this bread with us, bread and Nutella and chocolate and cookies. And they just ate that. And, the, you know, after riding. And they thought it was the best meal ever. They loved it. They, <laughs> right. And I said, they said, we didn't come to Europe to go to McDonald's. We don't go to McDonald's at home. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm glad you like bread because that's what there is. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, that's interesting. Of all the places, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, oh. there it is. <laughs> it was nuts. Really nuts. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Oh, thanks thanks for asking. great. Thank you. That was Flower Ambassador Amy Halloran and Sharon Burns Leader of Bread Alone Bakery. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jim Laboulis. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio, and tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.